This is an adult podcast made by adults. Listener discretion is advised. I once had a group of friends, and with these friends I'd play. A game close to my heart, its name was D&D. Adventures new and creatures old, sights and lands to see. These heroes true we saw and knew, new stories we create. Road ahead, both curved and straight, we'll test our skill and cunning. But through it all, we'll never fall, unless the dice shall do us all. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of A Dawn We Roll, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons game where we uh, chronicle the adventures of a new dungeon master and his friends. Um, Quay, how are you tonight? I'm slightly hoarse, so I apologize for that in advance to all of our listeners, but otherwise, I'm doing pretty well. I'm really excited. How about you? Are you in a lethal character killing mood or are you in more of a good mood fortunately for you i happen to be in a storytelling mood so let's uh excellent let's jump right into it all right so i'm gonna go through my uh dm notes here real quick uh your character sheet is all set up and everything i think so famous last words (laughs) All right. Uh, and the good news is that we actually have sound effects. Oh, wow. So, uh, but not yet. Uh, so we're going to get you started here. Wilhelm scream. <laughs> All right. You are at prayer. Your eyes close tightly as you will your mind towards the heavens the gentle love of, a, of the goddess Alana uh, bathes you in warmth. There is peace for a moment, when you suddenly feel a strange movement directly in front of you. Your eyes slowly open and widen. For a moment, you don't understand what is occurring in front of you. Staring straight ahead, 
is you, your face, your hands wrapped in prayer, though somehow off. You note that on your face, there is a twisted, dark grin, which widens further at your surprise. The sides of your mouth reaching and thinning impossibly far, almost to the ears. You jump back, your hands moving instinctively to your holy necklace, the source of your arcane focus, before the laughing starts, quietly at first. (laughs) But then the body of the knot you shakes, convulsing slightly and shivering, before throwing its arms to the side and bursting forth with maniacal cackling. Its eyes narrow, and it charges you, its hands turning into claws and stretching out arcane energy crackling around them. I need you to roll initiative. How do I roll initiative? Yes, you do roll initiative for the first time. Do I? It says right-click on a token and choose add a turn, but I don't see my token. Uh-oh. It should be there. Let me verify. Hold on. Let me scroll around the map. Ah! Can you see that? Yes. Interesting. Luckily, technical difficulties are always going to be a problem with D&D, aren't they? <laughs> I have found the token, and I am now searching in vain for the add a turn option. Uh, so what you can do is you can go to your character sheet after clicking your token and click the initiative icon. All right. For context, the clone of yourself, the not you, has rolled a 10 initiative. You have rolled a 4. No, you're missing uh, the best part. I it is a natural a critical one. fail. <laughs> yes, that's true. Luckily, uh, you cannot critically fail on initiative, so you rolled a 4. Um, so, uh, it is now charging you. Um it takes a quick swipe at you uh, with one of its claws. For context, currently, your HP is at 60 points in this dream state. And you do 6d6 damage. Uh, the uh, monster is going to try and attack you now. It rolled a 17. Does that hit your armor class? Ah. Uh... I believe you have an AC of 10 or 13. It almost hits my armor class because of shield. I just reflexively throw up my hands as if to shield my face. And as the monster swipes towards me, a barrier of magical energy springs into existence. 
and its swipe just zings off of it. It does indeed, and it leaves little crackles of arcane energy across its claws that have jumped to your shield, um, writhing across the surface. It's your turn. What would you like to do? What do my surroundings look like? What do I see around me? Anything or just around- mist? Um, so around you, uh, there is, it's a great amount of darkness and what seems to be fog. Um, the floor is the normal um, sur- marbled surface of the church where you reside um, near where the altar is, but off somehow. There are no other people? Not that you can see. Okay. Uh, and how far away am I from this creature? Is it right in front of me? Uh, it has charged you. It is currently within five feet of you. Okay. Um, I, as I am looking around, I, it sort of, it sort of dawns on me that I'm alone here, that all of the other priestesses are missing, and I narrow my eyes at the thing. Does it still look like me? It looks exactly like you with that same... But eviler. Not necessarily eviler, more unnerving. Okay. It's off somehow. You don't know exactly how to describe it. Your face, but twisted. I look at the thing, my eyes narrow, and I say, Well, I guess it's up to me. And I uh, throw out a hand, and a firebolt lances out towards it. Okay. For this, you are going to use 66 instead of the normal damage. Okay. Uh, Let me just roll that in chat, then. Is that... I'll I'll roll the regular spell, and then I'll I'll roll the 66 in chat. Sure. Yep, roll the hit. Okay. Yes, that definitely hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Yes, as the the large moat of fire is uh, expelled from the center of your palm, um, your other hand clutching the holy symbol on your necklace, um, feeling the wild energy shimmer through you, um, you release it and it projects uh, violently directly into the center mass of uh, the target um, curling around it with this flame energy um, that dissipates quickly and leaves a smoking uh, wound uh, right where your stomach is and you feel very unnerved at how exactly it feels to throw a firebolt at yourself um, beyond uh, a snarl <laughs> and a stumble back, um, it quickly prepares itself for another attack against you. What does the wound look like? Does it look like an actual wounded human being, or does it look like something else? Uh, where you're standing, uh, you can see what you would expect um, from a burn wound 
some charred blackness. Okay. Uh, but where there would normally be red flesh is just a very small visible portion of roiling, just ne- like full on energy. Um, and it quickly disappears. Uh, it's at this point that the uh, clone uh, is going to attack you uh, once again. Uh, jumping towards you with its hands outstretched. I flinch back a little bit, but... And that's actually what saves you um, <laughs> as it uh, it misses its mark. I stare at the thing wide-eyed. Does it look like it... Does it look like it is affected at all by the the burn wound? Is it is it holding it like it hurts? Is it moving slower? Is it... Did it react in any way to this injury I gave it, or is it just sort of, does it seem as dangerous as ever? So um, from what you're viewing right now, um, you can see that the initial surprise of being struck and wounded with such a powerful spell um, did indeed seem to hurt it, but has not in any way uh, seriously hindered its combat effectiveness. Okay. Do I feel like myself in this dream? And do I know that I'm dreaming or? You do not know you are dreaming. Um, Things are off, um, but you are not lucid. This feels very real to you. Um, You can, as a player, probably surmise that. Um, However, yes, you feel like yourself except stronger somehow. So I look around, I, I, I look at the thing and I raise my voice a little, maybe trying to sound intimidating. And I say, why are you here? And then I sort of look around the twisted chapel again and I say, why am I here? Okay, is that for your action? Are you attempting to communicate with the clone? Um, I'm going to hold another firebolt in case it attacks me again. Okay, so you can either take your, you can make a persuasion check with your action, or you can hold your action. I'm not really trying to persuade it of anything. I'm just trying to see if it is, if it says anything or. Okay, so you're you're effectively holding your action and just throwing some dialogue out for flavor. Yeah, kind of. Okay, outstanding. Um, So you do, you you hold your ground for a moment and... uh, when it looks up at you, um, its eyes shade slightly with a smoky hue similar to the fog that surrounds you, and it straightens, its head tilting left and right and cracking um, in an una- un- 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 unnatural way um, before it very casually walks up to you and uh, attempts to stab directly into your sternum. Fire, okay. So the fire is curling around my hand, and when it becomes clear that it's attacking me, I uh, I let it go. So Okay, go ahead and make your spell attack. That does not hit. Yes. I let it go a little too far, apparently, and it arcs off somewhere into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, as you do so, uh, the creature uh, jabs up towards your sternum to try and gouge you. And does not um, seem to be able to do it uh, somewhat distracted from the spell being released from your hand. 
it otherwise does not respond to your prompt. Okay. So the, so it didn't even laugh or smirk or anything. It just didn't react at all. So from what you can see, it had walked slowly up towards you, starting to move its head from side to side. It almost seemed as if it was ignoring you. Okay. Yeah, something very strange is going on here. I'm going to... So when I... So the landscape around me seems like an actual place it seems like sort of a twisted version of the temple that i'm used to right that's correct okay i'm going to disengage as my action okay do you have the disengage do you have the disengage action uh don't don't all characters have disengage no you can run and be um open to an opportunity attack if you leave from five feet disengage is really a uh a uh, rogue ability. Okay, I know rogues get it as a bonus action, but somehow I thought everyone got it as like a, a base action that they can do. I don't believe so, but inevitably, if I'm wrong, the internet will correct me. <laughs> okay. I'm currently, you, I, I'll say for the sake of story purposes, you're not in the right mental state to okay. um, effectively pull yourself away from a creature that looks exactly like you and has smoky eyeballs in a creepy chapel that looks like your home but isn't your home. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. that's all good. Um, in that case, I maybe I sort of look around me and think about running, and then I go, I, I don't really like the look of the landscape. I'm not sure what I'm running into. So I raise my hand again, and okay. this time I cast my remaining first level spell okay with this first level spell i'm gonna need you to make a wild magic surge check okay how do i how do i do that again (laughs) or should i just roll a d20 um so first you're gonna roll a d20 okay and i will uh uh well actually scratch that you're gonna roll a d100 no it's totally fine okay you're gonna roll a d100 um, by the way, the chaos bolt does not hit. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it goes sailing past um, with a crackling rainbow effect of a non-specific energy type. Go ahead and roll a d100 for me, please. 31. Okay. Uh, with a 31, um, you feel your arms go numb. Um, your oh, tongue kind of goes numb in your mouth, and you taste almost what feels like if you've ever licked a battery before that's what it feels like it's not exactly pins and needles um, but there's a weird feeling in your mouth right now it's sour Um, and so that ends your turn it's going to go ahead and make um, two attacks this time against you two swipes all right so it hits you it hits you uh, with a large raking claw directly across your chest region, um, and it does forty-three points of slashing damage 
against you as you feel um, your flesh part as it deeply rakes across you. What would you like to do? Uh, let's see. Well, if I run, I'll take an attack of opportunity and I'll turn mm -hmm. into the uh, screaming, retreating maiden in a horror movie. So that's not really my style. So even though I'm pretty concerned at this point, I'm going to take a deep breath, focus myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Reach out my hands again and throw another firebolt at it with all of the will that I have. Okay, go ahead and make it a spell attack roll. said no yeah that's not sufficient um you are panicked at this point um you can see that you're probably outclassed at this specific moment um your your panic makes your hands shake um not being used to the rigors of you know close combat and uh you miss unfortunately with the firebolt um, at this point, uh, it's going to try to grapple you, uh, with a strength check. Um, so this strength check is going to be a plus three to the roll. Okay. There's a 15. Uh, so Can go ahead and make a, a, a an opposing strength check, uh, opposing strength saving throw. Sorry. Oh, a saving throw. Yes. Uh, it seems like there ought to be a way to do that. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no. you can feel yourself uh, grappled by this creature. It pulls close to you, its face an inch away from yours, and its wide mouth begins to open with a... Um. It's your turn. Uh, you have just a few seconds before whatever it is about to do happens. What do I see inside its mouth? You cannot see much inside its mouth. You just know that it's opening because of the heat against your face. Okay. Let's see. There's not much else I can do, and I'm starting to feel a little panicked now, so I, uh, grapple just prevents me from moving, right? I can still cast spells, I can still speak. You can still I'm... cast spells and attack, okay. yes. It, do I still have my voice? Can I still speak, or? Uh, you, your mouth is numb, you can try. Um, the other alternative is you could also try to break the grapple. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Yeah, I am going to try it. So I am going to try to call out. Okay. Uh, Alana, help me! But it might sound something more like, Alana, help me! Um, and I'm going to try to break the grapple. That's a strength check? 
Uh, yeah, that'll be a strength check. I am going to fail to break the grapple. Uh, you are actually uh, able to pull yourself away. Um, it seems that uh, the sudden burst of strength that the clone uh, exhibited was not long-lasting. And uh, you're able to pull away a few feet um, before the clone crouches down again, its head tilting to the right and then to the left in an unnatural manner. Um, but that is your turn. Um, at this point, it's going to leap at you one more time and make two more slashing attacks. I don't have movement after that? or uh, You can't. You, you can. I'll give you half movement just okay. because... Uh, you're in a you're in a close in area at this point. Um, it's probably back to you into where the pews and the wall are. Okay, how far am I from the door of the chapel? Uh, you can't see. There is a fog uh, covering uh, the uh, area around your vision. Um, you can see about twenty feet before it gets too thick. Okay, so I could go about as far as I can see. Yes, you could try. Uh, but I would provoke an attack of opportunity. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I will stay here and take my lumps, although hopefully not. Okay, how's your HP looking right now? Uh, I took 43, right? That's correct. So I would be at 17. Okay. Uh, if if that's the case, it's gonna uh, go ahead and make those those two slash attacks, jumping yeah. at you with a. <laughs> that's a natural twenty. All right. Oh yeah. So the the damage that you are dealt um, slices you from chin. Uh, to abdomen um, and you can feel the organs within you uh, start to tear as well um, you gasp for a moment and blood spills forth from your mouth uh, as you begin to collapse forward onto your knees um, it catches you by the top of your head with these claw like appendages and once again gets close to your face uh, your vision begins to blur, and uh, it speaks to you um, quietly, directly into your like mouth area, and what almost seems to be like a lover's embrace for a moment. Uh, we. And then it begins to meld with your body, taking its hands and shoving them into the wound uh, that is uh, bisecting you um, and starting to enter your body. And you can feel it uh, pushing through your bones, your bones breaking and cracking um, as if it's trying to put you on like a coat. Um, and it's at this point... Uh, where you come to full alertness and awaken. Um, safe, but startled in your bed in the Temple of Alana. Uh, as your vision 
and your uh, hearing starts to clarify. Uh, you see, you hear what sounds like the morning of the city and the heartbeat of the city start. Um, you can hear anvils, people talking quietly, um, the morning birds. Uh, you look down. Uh, your nightclothes are soaked with sweat. Um, and there is a small uh, wound uh, right between uh, your coll- collarbone where your clavicle is uh, that quickly seals up and you feel cold for a moment uh, before looking out the window um, and the feeling um, subsides. You are safe. What would you like to do? I look down at my chest, look back at my hand for a moment. Uh, I pop a little flame into existence in my in my hand. Does my do my powers still work as normal? Do they still seem? I don't seem super powered. I haven't lost my powers. Nothing like that. You feel like your normal self. Um, you do not currently feel strong like you did in your dream. Okay. Um, but other than the fading nightmare that you experienced. Nothing has changed. There is no scar. And your powers of uh, being able to control the flame um, are as interesting and entertaining to you as is normal. (laughs) But I saw after I awoke, I saw a little wound closing up on my chest. Right? What did Um, the thing... Oh, sorry. no, No, no problem. You were saying? What did the thing say to me uh, right before I woke up? Uh, it muttered uh, directly into your mouth, We are one. Ominous. Indeed. Uh, but you can't be sure if the wound was really there or not. Um, you might discount it to how real the dream felt to you. I worry it a bit with my hand. Uh, I mean, the area, obviously. The wound is gone. Um, Mm -hmm. I sit up in my bed and I look around. About what time is it? Uh, It's early morning. I would say the sun has probably risen about 30 minutes ago, so it would be about 5.30. Do I have some place to be? Uh, you don't know immediately. You know that you normally have work, um, but uh, your normal duties are dependent on if the other sisters have risen earlier than you or not. Okay. Um, you do know currently that you are extremely sweaty and should probably bathe and uh, get ready for the day. Okay. I'm going to uh, stand up and prepare okay. for the bath. Am I, is, okay. this a, is this a room that I share with other people? I would assume so. Are they still there or are they already gone for the day? Um, so given your position in the temple, which is one of the older kind of, not children, but people that are being taken care of, you have your own room uh, okay. with no door, but it is kind of a private area with a small desk in the corner and a mirror. Okay. Um, in the main area uh, where the 
the orphans and the children stay. There are um, communal um, lodgings. Um, and the bath uh, area um, with the wash basins, ba- basins excuse me, um, and the tubs uh, is, again, a communal area. But from what you can see and hear, it doesn't sound like there's anybody uh on the top floor at this moment okay and there's no one there's no one i share the room with that i could ask did i do anything strange in my sleep today um yeah uh, you, you you don't share your your area with anyone else okay. uh it's possible that one of the children may have heard you um but you don't you don't know their immediate location as of yet okay. I'm not not going to worry about that for now. Uh, I'm I'm going to prepare for the bath, and I'm going to uh, when I'm ready. I'm going to head over there. By the way, the audio background is a little bit loud. It's a little bit difficult to okay. hear you. Uh, is that better? Ah, uh, yes, that's better. Outstanding. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to head over to the basins. Um, I'm still probably. Uh, Still probably looking down at that area occasionally, worrying that area a little bit. Um, I know that my powers have the ability to make funny things appear. Um, So I'm not necessarily, I'm not completely freaking out about it, but I haven't had anything quite like this appear. Usually it's lights or colors. You know, mm-hmm. happy, fuzzy things like that. So I'm, I'm a little preoccupied. Yeah, and indeed, like you're, you're used to waking up with um, some amount of bruising or scuffed knees or something of that variety. Um, different colored skin, uh, you know, lights that are floating around you that look like fairies, that kind of thing. Um, this is very different, um, but there is no wound there, and you almost can't remember what the dream felt like at this point it seems to have faded away um then if is that's the case if i notice that it's starting to fade away i'm also going to jot down a uh a little note in the back of my book just a few lines probably uh i had a dream where i was and the as much as i can remember about the thing that attacked me and then what it said at the end. The fact that it said, uh, we are one. Okay. But uh, I'm not going so. to write down the part about it absorbing into me. Okay. Uh, you do so easily. You have a journal um, next to you, uh, your bed um, on a small nightstand. Um, you are probably somewhat used to, uh, you know, mm. having to write things down that are strange so you can understand more about you, I would assume. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, you do so. Not a problem. And then I go to the bath, making sure to take my holy symbol with... Well, I guess technically not a holy symbol, holy symbol. Making sure to take my symbol of Alana with me. Outstanding. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not... It doesn't have any powers associated with yeah. it beyond the Lower uh, magical H, gem in the center. holy symbol. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so you make your way uh, to the baths. Um, it seems that uh, much of the hot water has already been used. There seems to be one one bath left um, and a, a large pail of, of hot water that you can use to clean off. Um, I assume you, you get ready in a 
quick manner. Yes. I look around, find the remaining basin, and smile happily to myself that my my good fortune hasn't expired. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do so. You, you clean off and uh, get ready. You have some clean clothes that have been laid out um, the day before. Uh, it's at this point that you can smell uh, what seems to be roasting breakfast meats and uh, the sound of animated talking on the uh, floor below you. I get out of the bath. Mm. Perfect timing, as always. And I head downstairs. Mm. Outstanding. Uh, So you do so. Um, You make your way uh, down uh, to the first floor. Um, Do you go to the right or to the left of the temple? Uh, Where is the breakfast hall? The breakfast hall is located in the center. There is communal dining to the left, um, but there is a staircase to the left and also two spiral staircases to the right where the main worship uh, chamber is. Uh, What's the chamber that I was in in my dream? Uh, That would be the main worship worship chamber. Uh, I'll go through there then. Okay. Um, So you make your way down the spiral staircase, the cool um, stone marble. Um, It's comforting to your hand, and you feel a little bit of the unease that you had experienced previously kind of remove itself from you. You can feel a warmth, almost, um, being in this this area uh, that has provided you so much comfort uh, through the years. Um, it's at this point that you see um, a young girl um, crouched down in prayer um, with a small book. Uh, seems like she's uh, been at prayer for, for a little while now. Is she one of the children here? Uh, you do recognize her, yes. Okay. Um, but it looks like she's in the middle of of prayer. Yes, she hasn't said anything or noticed you uh, approach from behind. Okay. I pause there for a moment. Take a deep breath. Think warm thoughts and move on my way. Okay. Um... Do you have control of your token currently? Uh, I believe I do not. I'm not sure. Hold on. Can you move it? It seems like it's not. Oh, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I can move it. Yay, growing pains. Sorry. No, no worries. All right. Um, So you do. Uh, You can go ahead and move your, your token where you would like to go. Uh, and nothing looks unusual in the main worship chamber, right? No, it feel it feels warm and full of light. Um, you can see um, towards the end uh, where the altar is, sunlight is streaming straight through. Um, it is a peaceful place. Uh, none of the twisted, fog-riddled uh, environment that you vaguely remember from your dream is existent here. There has been no change to what your normal uh, routine area is. 
So actually, where was I in the... Where was I in the dream? Was I in a particular um, pew or anything like that? You began kneeling in this area on the red rug directly before the altar, um, where you had seen the true sisters who are, um, you know, um, kind of accepted and fully trained worshipers of, uh, of your goddess, um, normally pray separate from the rest of the, uh, the holy gathering. Okay. But it's not a restricted area or anything. It's, is no. it? Okay. Uh, no, no, no. This is, this is, this temple is open to any who, okay. uh, need its, so its help So I'm and just services. going to go there, uh, about where I was in the dream. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to kneel down for a moment, a few moments mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to say a quick prayer sort of a Alana okay. protect me kind of thing right um, you do so and uh that, yeah, that feeling of comfort that you that you got as soon as you got into this chamber has not left you. Okay. Um, your symbol almost feels warm in your hand okay. as you do so. I smile and say thank you in uh, Celestial, probably. Uh, stand, and now I head into breakfast. Okay. Um, you do so. The, uh, the little girl um, kind of opens one eye and smirks at you. I smile um, back at you her. Can, you can tell that she's uh, she's a little sassy pants. Um, <laughs> then I give her a big she's smile. One, yeah, she's she's one of the troublemakers, and the reason why she's probably down here is because she broke some pot or pan or the other. Okay. It caused some trouble at one point, <laughs> which you're very familiar with, having lived in this temple for your your entire life. Okay. And then I head on into breakfast. Okay. Um, as you do so, you notice one of the sisters, a um, elven woman with uh, jet black hair, um, facing away from you, chopping uh, what seems to be um, fresh vegetables against a cutting board. Um, to the left, one of the other sisters is uh, dicing up some meat. Mm. And uh, you can tell in the corner where the fireplace is that uh, there's a, uh, a large pan uh, full of what looks to be bacon potatoes and uh some kind of like tomato mixture that uh gives it a sauce mm. <clears throat> uh, there's also fresh bread on the table over here i uh directly to your right head over in the direction of the fire now is it normally is it normally how does this normally work is the food normally served in here do they set out the food and then people just come get it do they is it what are we talking here? The face dial? For, <laughs> for you, you do as you like. Um, <laughs> you have been known to snatch rolls and save them for later. Very sweet treats that are a rarity but occur. Um, sometimes have been pocketed by you. Um, for the most part, um, you generally uh, ask one of the sisters uh, so that you can get your fair portion okay. of breakfast. Um, and then at that point, uh, you'll scrape a portion into one of the wooden bowls, um, that's on one of the other tables, um, and, uh, and take that into the communal dining area. Okay. 
So, uh, what are, by the way, what are the names of these these sisters? Uh, so, which one are you specifically referring to? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, the names of both. The the okay. let's go with the upper one first. The the elven woman. Okay, so turning back, the one to your left, um, who's chopping vegetables, um, is Sister Velo. Um, yeah, and the one to the right is Sister Atal. Uh, Sister Atal is a, a portly looking um, human woman. Okay. And it's, th these are, are these always the same people making food? Or is it like uh, a it, rotating it, duty? Uh, it is a rotating duty. Yeah, um, these these two um, sisters just happen to be um, in the temple today. It, it's their duty day, so to speak. Um, it can be taken up by pretty much anyone, but okay. um, there's a there's an agreement that you know it, it kind of runs through um, a cycle um, to ensure that the other duties that are needed are taken care of. So as I'm walking by, I acknowledge both of the sisters, Sister Villo. Ten smile, sister tall, and I—I I sort of wait for her to acknowledge me in some way, uh, though I don't necessarily wait for her to stop what she's doing and turn to me or anything. I just say, "Chance sure. smile," and then I walk over to the fire where the food is in the process of cooking. Okay. And the fire just starts to burn a little bit brighter. Food okay, is it actually getting harder? A little harder? bit faster. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, assuming that it's not, assuming that it's not done, done cooking yet. Uh, you're not sure. You did not look before you uh, controlled the the fire. Okay. Um, now I so... look. Now that I've started sort of preparing to stoke up the flames a little. Um, yeah. You you look. Um, it looks mostly done. It seems like that was being held there uh, slightly off-center to keep the food warm. Okay. Um, it would appear that most everyone has uh, finished breakfast. The children have eaten. Um, and uh, the rest of the food is just for the sisters okay. who are currently in the temple. Then I... Uh, it's at... Oh, sorry. It's fine. I pause uh, at... and I glance up at, uh, I guess, Sister Velo, and I say... May I? As I'm reaching, reaching towards a bowl. Um, slightly before you do that, you feel a uh, a presence behind you. Um, and looking back, I slightly, wondered if that presence was meant to be there. Okay. Uh, Sister Credence is directly behind you, a uh, tall um, human woman uh, who seems almost motherly and you would know her to be essentially your big sister mm. slash mother figure at this temple uh, and uh, she is smirking with crossed arms at you noticing your control of the fire um, it seems that when you passed the other sisters uh, sister Velo had kind of given you a thin smile with a wan look um, mm. and uh, sister Atal had just kind of like uh, snorted slightly as he walked past um, 
not really saying anything to you, but but nodding. They're they're focusing on their work. Mm-hmm. You know, Sister Velo to to be a very straightforward but quiet person, um, and Sister Atal is more by the books. Um, but Sister Credence comes up and uh, she says, "My dear girl, you must stop doing this with the fire. You are going to burn all the food." I was hungry. I didn't want to wait. You could not have waited five seconds for the rest of us to join you. Mm, Oh, have you not eaten? Of course not. We are preparing the rest. (sighs) I understand. I'll wait. Um, Sister (laughs) Credence, has anything unusual happened this morning? Um, and it's at this point that uh, she kind of cups your cheek in one hand and uh, turns your face from side to side, tutting softly. I freeze because I know that this probably means something not good. <laughs> I wonder if um, something caught on fire during the night and my powers are responsible. <laughs> right. Um, but in this instance, uh, she almost has a concerned look on her face. Then I know and it's she says, really not good. It's the the grip on your face is not an aggressive one. It's oh, yes, more but... of um, like a gentle touch. And she says, "Child, you look like you have aged a few years since I last saw you. What has happened to have such an impact on your beautiful face? Whom has accosted my precious one? Bad dreams again? Mm. Come, have some toast. Tell me all about it." I hesitate. And then I smile and take a piece of uh, bread, I'm assuming. Yeah, there's a... So uh, d- directly to the right of the pan that you were most interested in is uh, what seems to be a bread toaster. So some wrought iron uh, okay. spikes uh, that pieces of bread is, are put inside and uh, it toasts the bread much like a conventional toaster would. Okay. I, uh, I take a piece of toast and... Mm-hmm. I look at Sister Credence expectantly. Well, tell me what happened. Mm. Mm? I don't really know how to explain, I guess. You do not know how to explain? Mm. Well, it was a dream. She looks at you expectantly. It was very strange, though. I don't actually remember it too well. Just the feeling. What did you feel? Cold. Mm. Frightened. Um, I think I died. You uh, continue eating um, as you do so. Um, At this point, uh, you've been allowed to get a bowl of of the meat-tomato-paste concoction. um, And are are mostly done uh, with the consumption of the, the majority of the food. Um, and she's going to smile over at you comfortingly and say, Well, I'm sure it was just a nightmare, my dear. You're old enough now to know that dreams can't hurt you. 
Do you mind? Well, um, can't hurt most people. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I mind? No, it is fine. Uh, many of the sisters are still out on daily tasks. Uh, do you mind helping us clean up the upstairs uh, before you go to your daily work? <laughs> we have to take care of the children. Of course. I smile and I stand. Uh, is there a... Do we wash our own bowls or do we put them somewhere? Like, do we... Uh, generally, each person would wash okay. their bowl when they're done with um, them. Yeah. I stand and I start heading towards where I would... Uh, where I would wash the bowl. What part of upstairs? We just need the beds to be made. Oh. The clothes, I believe, Sister Atal has already taken care of, mm-hmm. and the other, and she kind of looks bemused, um, given that there are young children who have accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, the other issues have been taken care of by me already. Uh, if you could just make the beds and... Uh, Ensure that they don't have any things hidden away inside of the covers, as you know they do. And you would know this because you had done them before. I don't um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course you do not, darling. <laughs> and she kind of uh, pinches your cheek gently. Um, I wash my bowl and I... Uh, when I'm done, I, I start to head upstairs to make beds, tidy up, and so on and so forth. Okay. Do the kids have uh, anything interesting hidden away? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, go ahead and uh, make a... Investigation check? Investigation check. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. With a 13, you do find a small bag of candy. Um... With, like, three pretty marbles. Um, that is apparently one of the younger children's uh, treasure hoard. Aww. Yeah, that I leave that. <laughs> hide, yeah, that they didn't hide quickly enough. Um, you know that normally... Um, I put it under... If of, I know which kid it is, I put mm-hmm. it under their pillow. Uh, if I don't, I just leave it near where it was, sort of tucked away underneath something. Uh, you do. You know each of the uh, children okay. um, intimately. Um, so you have uh, you have found the the treasure hoard of the girl named Little, who you passed coming in. Okay. Um, so you you hide her treasure hoard under her pillow, um, kind of camouflage it with uh, some of the other uh, parts of the bed, um, and quickly finish up your chore list um, with. You know, not too much trouble. What would you like to do? Um, how long do I have until I, uh, until I would normally go to work? Uh, I would say um, it's been about an hour and a half since you woke up so it's probably around 7 o'clock in the morning now 7.30 is when he expects you oh okay how far away is it um the section of the trade district that you're in um is somewhat vast I would say a couple city blocks okay um in that case, I think I'm just going to go ahead and start walking there 
somewhat slowly. I mean, not obviously not in any rush because I have plenty of time. Um, I'm going to continue thinking about the dream I had. Now, have I had similar dreams before? You have had... Um, go ahead and roll an insight check for me. An insight check. Okay. Hold yes. On. To see if you can remember um, the kinds of dreams precisely that you've had. Okay, with a 19, um, nothing quite so morbid. Um, you've had things that were like very fear-fueled, um, where you've caught things on fire. Um, you've had dreams where you've hurt people um, that you knew. Um, but these are more based on your insecurities rather than whatever this dream was. Um, and as as you walk down through uh, the temple, um, Sister Credence, one more, right before you leave, says, Don't be late, child, or Carlisle gets grumpy if you're even close to not being on time. Go on, off with you. Thank and you, uh, then she, she, yeah, she's shooing you out the door. I shan't. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I make an effort to pick up the pace a little bit, at least until I'm out of line of sight. Yeah, she, she stands at the door for a moment and uh, just kind of gazes back, you know, towards you um, affectionately, um, knowing that you're likely not going to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, pause at the corner and I give her, I look back and I give her just an affectionate smile, but... Also, maybe a little bit sheepish, just a little bit, but very warm. And then I, I go ahead and cross the street and head towards the bookseller. Okay, you have control of your token. Um, yeah, she waves at you as you go. Um, one of the lazy waves before um, turning back and closing the door behind her uh, to get to her daily duties. Um, for context, your work is in this direction for our listeners uh it is directly to the left of the temple uh could you ping my token please i seem to have misplaced myself you are right here ah thank you you're welcome we'll get you a full colored token here soon don't worry okay so i guess i uh this is where i'm sort of pausing and looking back at sister credence and uh, then I go ahead and turn the corner and start walking down okay. the street. What do I see? Um, so to the right of you, uh, when, as you exited the, the temple, um, you saw the normal uh, wagon circle uh, where there are some uh, deciduous trees that are a kind of, um, you know, adjacent to these wagons that you use for... Um, holy journeys and trade and all the different errands that need to be done with large loads of things. Right. Um, past that, uh, uh, towards the direction that you're heading towards the the work, the the, sh- the bookshop, shop, excuse me, um, is a um, what seems to be almost a slummy esque camp for um, the more adult individuals who do not reside in the temple. Um, they still have tents and. Um, accommodations um, to prevent them from being completely homeless. Uh, The church provides uh, relief services for them 
Um, there are statues of the various gods um, in front of these tents. And then to the left of the tents, um, there are two large tables with some fruit and uh, some of the, the breakfast that hadn't been cooked previously, um, along with one uh, bald man, um, tan skin, uh, roughly cut, and uh, seems to be just digging into this uh this breakfast meal yeah he's a little bit dirty um but that's to be expected not having a home of your own or theoretically a a job necessarily do i know him Uh, you do not i sort of idly look at him as i walk past but i don't really i don't stop and engage him i'm really more preoccupied with my own thoughts okay um, yeah, you do so. He doesn't seem to notice you. He's more involved uh, with his meal. Um, and you're able to easily walk past him. All right. Uh, so at this point, you cross um, a main section of road um, that bisects this area of the trade district between the two main gates. Um, where uh, to the right of you, um, about... 40 to 60 feet ahead of is the uh, the bookstore where you work. Ah. It's a, a large yes. uh, brick structure um, yes. with a slanted gray roof um, and a wa- rather weather-beaten front door and a sign that says uh, Carlisle's Curiosities and Tomes. wander over there about what time is it now uh you are like i'd i'd say based on the fact that you didn't like take a huge amount of time it's been about five ten minutes okay good, good. so still plenty of time um i uh i'm going to sort of head over and as i get towards the building as i get closer to the building uh, a thought occurs to me and i speed up a little because I'm hoping that Carlisle is already there when I arrive. Uh, this is the door, right? So you, the the bookstore is right here. I do not go over there. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Uh, I go. Uh, this is where does the it front have door a door. Is. Yes, it does. It yeah, does. this is where the front door is. <laughs> Darn it! No worries. Uh. I go in here to this building. Okay, so you open the front door. Yes. Um, as you do so, there's a tingling-ling-ling as the uh, the front door opens, and uh, you can see uh, many, many, many um, large bookcases filled with uh, various miscellanea, um, magical accoutrement scrolls, paper, um, some large books some small books some old books some new books it's a it's a a large collection of of various things um there's an old man there with uh white hair um bending over behind a uh desk um seeming to be picking something up off the floor um in front of you uh there is a small blue house cat with a single gold earring and the symbol of Alana on his forehead who kind of goes 
and uh, tilts his head and stares directly at you with big cat eyes, um, big green cat eyes, um, who is sitting on, on top of a stack of books. Um, old Carlisle has not uh, noticed you yet. Do I know the house cat? Uh, you do. You would know this to be uh, Gantry, um, Carlisle's wizardly companion, uh, who is a shapeshifter. Oh, so is he a is he a human-like person who's just in the form of a cat, or you have never seen Carl? Uh, excuse me, Gantry um, take any form other than small beasts. Okay, interesting. Um, does he talk to people, or does he only talk to Carlisle? Well, you're not a hundred percent sure. You haven't. He talked has to never Gantry. talked to me. Okay, good. No, uh, he he has talk to you in the sense of a uh, small creature <laughs> communicating with you in like burrups and chirps and and loud meows and, that say feed me and feed loud me. Me- yes exactly yeah okay. um, but he's never spoken common to you okay. or elvish or <laughs> I wasn't sure how wizardly he was so in well, that you're case not, I, yeah you're, you're not sure you're not a wizard so okay. um in that case, yeah. I'll smile at the cat, give him a little pat on the head if he seems to be amenable. Uh, oh, he, he leans into your hand. He's a big snuggle bug. Uh, then I, I stroke him for a couple of moments. Wow. Okay. You're in a good mood today, aren't you, Ventry? Oh, hello, sir. And I... Uh, look up and sort of make my presence known to Carlisle. Um, it's at this point that, that Carlisle kind of strains up and goes, oh, 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 it's you. Oh. Sorry, sir. I didn't mean to startle you. Oh, it's perfectly fine. Uh, I, I, uh, I was just picking something off the floor. Uh, how have you been? You're early today. <laughs> It's not like me, is it? I've, no, not at all. <laughs> I've been well. I've... I think I've been well. I... Honestly, I wanted to ask you a curious question, I guess. Do you have a couple oh, well, of Well, you know, I have as much time as you would like. We have the whole day to go through together. <laughs> Oh, so it's not uh, like you... a, it's not like a thing where he leaves me at the shop as the clerk. It's we both usually are in the shop. So the way the day normally um, plays out is this old man sleeps in a chair um, oh. in the back okay. um, with his his familiar, and the familiar sometimes plays with you and uh, bats at things that are loosely placed on shelves. Um, you, it's kind of like an uncle niece relationship um old, Car- old carlisle has really been there for you as far as you coming to terms with your abilities um he's got a good relationship with uh sister credence um from past experiences and has really taken care of you as far as like especially when you got in trouble with um various um authority figures like the schools people um, who don't like things being set on fire got it Exactly, and don't understand how the magic works. Um, so he's, um, it's like working for a family member, essentially. Okay. 
So I come over, and by the way, does anything look, uh, does anything look disorderly? Are there any books from people browsing through that are sitting around waiting to be refiled or reshelved, whatever? This shop is in a constant state of disarray. <laughs> um, it seems almost every time that you walk in here, a new shelf has appeared or disappeared or new books have appeared or disappeared or things are on the floor that you just picked up with no things being there. Like it, it's, it's very labyrinthine or labyrinthine in that um, you have not had a single day, no matter how hard you tried that you could get this place organized. Okay. So I'm going to uh, head over so that I'm sitting, I mean, I'm not sitting, standing rather close to where he's sitting and we can sort of chat. Mm -hmm. And while I'm, while we're chatting, I'm going to sort of, you know, start shelving things, start tidying up a little, really to keep my mm -hmm. hands occupied. Um, probably not doing anything super important. And I'm uh, going, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to say, I know it's a very strange question, but... I love strange questions. You know this. <laughs> Do wizards ever have strange dreams? Well, I'm... I'm like 200 years old. Of course I have strange dreams. Have you ever had a dream where you were someplace you recognized, but it felt a little wrong and was also maybe trying to kill you? Well, at 200 years old, that's what being alive feels like. But I mean... And he, he kind of smiles gently at you and um, beckons towards the desk um, and says very uh, tenderly, Did you have a dream about your abilities again? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Tell me everything. Uh, I'll try. The cat kind of perches up on your shoulders, hops up, and uh, I start stroking him as I talk. Um, yeah, the curl, the the tail curls around um, like the side of your your uh, your neck, and just kind of tickles there. But it's it's almost like somebody holding you. Not for the first time, I think to myself, why can't sorcerers have familiars too? And then I go on to explain to him. I was in my dream. I was in the temple. I, I don't remember how I got there. I don't remember why I was alone. But I was in the temple praying. And suddenly, I saw a vision of myself. Only, I don't think it was really myself. There was something something off about it and then then it killed me and I look around as I'm saying this as though I'm sort of almost nervous that I'm 
jinxing myself or going to bring something or someone down on myself by saying this. It okay. killed me, and I think that's what happened. And when I woke up, I thought I saw... Well, for a yeah, moment I thought the wound it had given me was still there. Um, at this point, he, he kind of like takes your hand in his uh, wrinkled but weathered hands um, and says, My dear, uh, it sounds like what you're describing is uh, possibly uh, a, a doppelganger. And, uh, well, I would like to think it's just a dream. However, uh, given uh, the type of magic that you have, it's entirely possible it's related. How? However, uh, yes. Carla, you know I don't speak gnomish. What's what's a doppelganger? A a doppelganger is a creature uh, that can take uh, the form of someone else. And, uh, my, well, it's... My eyes widen a bit, and I stroke the cat a bit more needily, and I say, How does it do that? Well, it has the ability to, innately, of course. Um, oh. You, uh, probably have nothing to worry about. We are in the, uh, capital, after all, and, uh, well, I'm here, and you have uh, Gantry, and, uh, and Gantry at this point kind of shifts into a winged snake and just goes um, with like an upstretched, um, upstretched neck and uh, looks very protective of you. I continue um, kind proud. of stroking him, by the way, as he shifts. I just, you know, yeah, he's, he's really soft. Yeah, he's he's really soft, regardless of, of, of what form he takes, and you would know this. Um, he's very comfortable. And, uh, and, and, well, Carlisle says, I wouldn't worry about it. And uh, you have the sisters as well, and the love of the goddess. And uh, he, he squeezes your hand tightly um, and uh, nods his head down his beard, um, shaking slightly as he does so. His, his kindly old eyes um, shining with a a sparkle of warmth um, that happens pretty much only when he's fully aware of what he's saying. Um, sometimes uh, wizard types, and especially old wizards, seem to kind of drift off into another place um, when they're not directly focused on something. And this is one of the times that Carlisle is directly directed focusing on you. I close my eyes a bit and smile at that last one. I I don't actually say anything for a moment. I just I just give him this warm smile. And then I glance over my shoulder and I say, "Do we have any books here on doppelgangers?" Uh, doppelgangers? Well, not specifically. Uh, we have a... Uh, and he thinks for a moment, um, holds his hand up and flicks his finger, and uh, you can see 
um, what looks to be an arcane hand appear for a moment. Mm. Um, it's in the shape of a cat's paw at this moment. Okay. And uh, it picks up a, uh, a rather small, grungy-looking book. Um, it looks to be utilitarian. Um, very basic cover. Um, nothing special, but it's covered in like grime and dirt. It's seen some use. Um, and he comes back and he says, Well, this is an uh, uh, adventurous almanac. Um, and he uh, he opens it and flips through it for a moment, and there's a page um, on doppelgangers. I peer um, intently over his shoulder. <laughs> what does the page say? I'm, uh, I'm about to show you. Do, do, do. For those who are listening, I'm currently looking up the information for doppelgangers in the PHP, if I can find it. <laughs> We're all getting a little bit used to the Roll20 interface. If you noticed those <laughs> long, pregnant pauses during the fight earlier, that was me closing and reopening my character sheet, and closing and reopening my character sheet, and closing and reopening my character sheet. Exactly. Um, so, let's see if I can show this to people. This is what you see, and it has a in-depth um, description. Um, it goes into um, doppelgangers being devious shapeshifters that take the appearance of other humanoids, throwing off pursuit or luring victims to their doom with misdirection and disguise. Um, they're found in every land and culture and take on the guise of any race. And it's um, a coincidence that one of those things just appeared for a moment on the world map, right? Oh, that's that's not directly involved. It's something that allowed me to share it okay. with you. <laughs> Just um, checking. That was me putting it into the game. Yep. Um, so. Uh, so I. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Oh, I read through the page. Uh, th this is is this actually what it says, like literally, or is it sort it of? It says the top paragraph. It doesn't tell you what they can do. Um, it just uh, gives okay. you a. So general it doesn't idea. say specifically that they can change into a humanoid that it's seen no you have no idea it, you just know that it can be it's again this is an adventurer's guide right so this is this is a book that gives you a, a lot of information about a lot of things in general okay so um, I... so like hey this is what a doppelganger can do to you okay right so but i, not I that... sort of skim over the page and i say Luring victims to their doom with the misdirection and disguise. Uh, it doesn't say how they take on a person's form. Uh, well, Do they? well I, I don't have any books specific about doppelgangers. Never been my thing. And he kind of chuckles for a moment and says, <laughs> They don't eat what people, I'm sure do they? they're. Well, I don't believe so. I think that, in general, they, uh, well, they try and spread chaos and deceit and, mm. well, put themselves in advantageous positions. I, I'm not 100% sure what they do eat. I've I never see. heard of a doppelganger not being able to eat normal food. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I kind of, he breath. pulls out a pipe. 
I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, he, he, he pulls out a pipe and starts puffing on it, and this blue smoke, magical blue smoke, starts to come out of his ears. I take a deep breath, and I shut the book. Oh, no, wait, he was holding the book. I don't shut the He's book. He's holding the book, yeah. I take a deep breath. And then I put it out of my mind, or try to, and mm -hmm. smile at him. Well, <laughs> I suppose I'm being a little silly, aren't I? Already not a silly. teen being frightened by dreams. Not, not silly, necessarily. Think of me. No, no, no. Well, you and I know that dreams have importance. Uh, it's all about what you do with it. And uh, he, he, claps, he, he snaps the, the book closed with a snap, like, and, uh, and uh, pulls his pipe out of his mouth and says, Well, for the meantime, do you mind cleaning up? Uh, it's payday, after all, and uh, perhaps we can close early today. Of course. And I start to, uh, I start to tidy up around, and I, uh, I, 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 for a while I just tidy. I don't really talk unless he initiates conversation with me. I'm sort of thinking, lost in thought. Um, so he has that far off look, um, that wizards get, as we said. Um, it seemed to come over him as... You were talking about what doppelgangers eat. <laughs> and so he seems to be ruminating about what doppelgangers eat, the society of doppelgangers, like that kind of thing. Mm. He's now thinking about this as a new, a new route for research and discovery. And so, um, yeah, the time passes. Um, you're able to clean and organize. Um, every once in a while, um, Gantry will hop off and kind of like prod um, Carlisle. It seems almost like this is a normal routine for them, um, for Gantry, just to ensure that um, Carlisle is aware that the real world still exists, and that uh, <laughs> and, and to kind of pull him back. Um, but uh, yeah, Carlisle takes a, takes a nap halfway through the day, um, and you make it through uh, no customer's visit, um, which is somewhat normal. Yeah, okay. it's somewhat normal. Okay. Um, this is, you know, again, this is a very specialized shop. Right. Um, so usually only people like adventurers and uh, researchers will come in. Right. Um, some of his uh, peers also come from time to time. Um, but it's a very quiet, laid-back lifestyle for Carlisle. You think that he probably um, has no real need for material wealth. Right. Everything that he desires is of the arcane and... Uh, knowledge variety. By the way, if nothing else happens, uh, there are two things I'm going to do before the end of the, let's say, before the end of the workday. Okay. Um, one is, I'm going to look, I'm not exactly looking for a book on doppelgangers, and I'm not exactly looking for a book on uh, ominous dreams or anything like mm -hmm. that, but I'm kind of keeping my eyes open, okay. and I just want to see if anything catches my eye. If anything fortuitously sort of presents itself to me. If I Okay, if, go ahead and make an investigation okay. check for me. Uh, I 
All right, with that roll, you are able to find um, two or three books, um, one of which is a book on fortune-telling and the importance of dreams when it comes to fortune-telling. Um, you go through it, and it kind of seems to be a sketchy book. Um, it's one of those books where you're like, you can get psychic powers now if you train your mind. Um, but it, it does have an interesting tidbit that you read that says that, um, the effect of dreams on your normal psyche is lasting and physical. And you kind of like reach towards your chest for a moment and those words stick with you uh, for a moment. Um, the other two are the historical importance of, uh, dreams when it comes to divination it's a very like clinical study mm. of uh of like a dream study for psychology um not much seems to come in there that you didn't already know possibly an insecurity like that kind of thing not being comfortable in your own skin um and then the third book is just a it's an autobiography on an arcane user of various strange dreams that occurred based on the use of his magic mm. um and uh, it goes vaguely into him having, like, there are accounts where he's like, yeah, I woke up, had a strange dream. And uh, after that strange dream, uh, the, things started to change slightly with what happened during the day, but it did not seem to be permanent. Um, and so it's not very much help to you for your specific situation, but it's very close to what you had been hoping for. Interesting. It's closer than you were, yeah. I'm probably sort of flipping through that book, that last book, at the end of the day then. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, as I'm flipping through it, I say, almost almost sort of thinking out loud, um, but I say to Carlisle, oh, I know it's true that what matters is what we do with them, but with a dream so strange... It's hard to know what to do. Have you ever had a dream like that? Where you felt you ought to do something, but you weren't sure what? Um, and he kind of opens one eye. His hat is tilted down. Um, he had been napping, um, but awoken. I sort um, of look when, over uh, and realize for the first time that I'm probably making him up. Yeah, uh, Gantry actually had prodded him stiffly in the ribs with his snake tail. Um, he's fluttering, hovering next to Carlisle at this point. Um, and uh, Carlisle says, Well, the last time I had one of those dreams, I went on an adventure. And an adventure? It adventure! And he kind of sits up and like smacks his hands on the table. Um, in a rigor you hadn't seen <laughs> in a very long time. Um, he says, I used to be quite the powerful wizard, you know. <laughs> oh, some of these tales I could tell you. Uh, but for now, uh, no, I, I think you are safer here. And he, he kind of, um, he, his eyes kind of narrow for a moment. And he writes something down on a scribbling, uh, on a piece of paper and a, a scrap of parchment that he has and curls it up and puts it in his robe. I laugh quietly. Well, you're not wrong. But what kind of adventure was it? Um, 
and he looks at the chrono um, on the wall and says, Oh, <laughs> would you look at that? And uh, completely bypasses your question. Um, fishing underneath the, uh, the desk, um, he produces a pouch um, that jingles as he plants it onto the desk and says, Well, uh, we can talk about that another time. You should go explore. You've earned it working hard this month. But why don't you head down to the Flying Reaver for an ale? And uh, he um, pushes the pouch towards you. I give him a kind of puppy dog-eyed look, and I don't move right away. Um, he stares back at you, and his brows furrow for a moment. Go ahead and uh, make a persuasion check. <laughs> That's a natural 20. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Um, well, the sorry was for he... probably pegging the audio levels with my shrill screech, but... Okay, we so have the that's a natural power. 20. That's a natural 20, so a 27 persuasion. Um, he kind of looks um, like a little put off because he was hoping almost to like close early and maybe get back to some of the research that he he likes to do after work. But, puppy uh, dog eyes. Puppy dog eyes. Yeah, puppy dog eyes. <laughs> they, yeah, you're essentially his niece. He's like... Well, all right, since you are so insistent, uh, I was in a adventuring group with four other members. Uh, there was Quail, the warrior. He's very strong and drank too much. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, uh, there was, um... One of the individuals who has those contracts with uh, void beings and such, and uh, he he was not so fun. Um, and he kind of looks dark for a minute. Um, drifts off into thought again, but comes back and he says, uh, "The the sister you." Uh, you have over there, Sister Credence was, well, one of ours and uh, took care of us. Oh, yes, she didn't tell you. No, she's never told me. Well, I knew that she had spent quite some time outside the temple, and I guess I always had the impression that it was a rough time, but I didn't know it was quite that rough. Yes, uh, she was uh, one of the best, took care of us, and uh, has saved my life more than once. And uh, he doesn't speak about the other person. Adria's eyes are sort of big and wide at this point. um, And she says, Credence, really? You're pulling my leg. Tell me you're pulling my leg, right? He just kind of crosses his arms and says, Well, if you're not going to believe my story, why am I even telling it? (laughs) It's not that. Who was the 
another adventurer. I'd rather not say. Well, why not? Uh, and he kind of, like, balances against the desk, um, looking suddenly every year of his age. I... He was a dear friend to us, and didn't make it through our adventures. I'm sorry. Uh, he kind of like grasps at his leg for a moment as if remembering an old wound and uh, shakes his head, his big wizard hat um, kind of flopping a little bit as he looks back to you and says, what? <laughs> well, uh, let's not uh, focus on the negative, shall we? Uh, we went out and had many joyous occasions, full of mirth and song. We saw many, many miraculous uh, occasions and items and powers. Uh, we met members of government. Uh, part of the reason I ever shop here is... It's due to our relations with uh, the current standing government of the Kingdom of Arndelut. And uh, he points over at the wall, and there's a... There's what looks to be a plaque of some sort um, covered in bronze-gray metal um, that has some arcane script that you can't read on it um, and glows slightly, and... Uh, I step over to take a closer look at it. Yeah, at the bottom. Uh, what what languages can you read? Those languages. Okay. Apparently, um, I have a lot of languages. <laughs> oh, you do indeed have a lot of languages, which is great. Um, you can't read this, but there is a plaque there, and uh, Carlisle says as you uh, lean in. What does uh, it say? More than likely, you won't be able to read that. <laughs> in Thieves' Cat. And, uh, he smirks. Thieves' Yeah, he smirks. And, I give him uh, kind of says, a weird look. Do I even know what Thieves' Cat is? Make an inside check. An inside check? Okay. Mm-hmm. I do not. No. You have no idea. Being relatively well-to-do and not one of the people who, <laughs> you know, edges towards the darker, um, well, outskirts I'm not of society. A thief, so if thieves can't, surely I can. And uh, he laughs at I look at it again <laughs> as if this is going to make it somehow unve- it unveil its secrets to me. Yeah, it does not. It's 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 frustratingly the same. Um, it, the flak does glow a little bit more as you focus on it, and you can you get the sense that this is definitely an arcane item of some mm. sort. Um, but Carlisle says. That plaque is the symbol of our group. And, uh, well, uh, the Thieves' Cat portion is somewhat of a joke of, uh, well, of the one who did not make it. Uh, He he always liked playing practical jokes. What does it say? It says, until I return. Until I return. Yes. 
You are sure it's a joke? I am 100% sure. And uh, he kind of he kind of smiles to himself and says, "It's more of an inside joke, really. Uh, this stems from, well, uh, from him sneaking off constantly, and uh, he would always say, until I return, don't mess things up. Uh, despite being the biggest thorn in my side, and uh, he uh, he kind of smiles again." Um, distantly. And you can tell that, that this was a source of annoyance for him while the other person was probably alive, but now that they, now that he's looking back on it, it's, it's more of an affectionate thing. I reach out as if I'm going to touch the plaque, and then I pause and think better of it, and uh, let my hand drop to my side. Okay. Well, um, thank you for telling me, though I feel guilty for touching on such an old scar. Uh, it's, it's not a problem. You know I treat you like my own. And uh, he reaches forward and actually ruffles your hair a little bit. <laughs> um, something he hasn't really done. Huh? Uh, is he taller than me, shorter than me, human, half-elf? He's a... He's, human. he's a very he he appears to be human. You're not sure if he actually is, given that, that he just you've said, seen him move way quickly, way way more quickly than you're used to, and he's probably older than two hundred years old. Um so you're not hundred percent sure. Um but uh yeah, he he's slightly taller than you. Um and uh, enough so to where he can reach down and, okay. and ruffle your head. Um, it seems that he was about the same height um, difference when you were a child as well. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. A very strange old man. Okay. I give him a grin and bow my head a little as, as if to make it easier for him. <laughs> he smirks and says, you're such a smartass. <laughs> um, and then he, he waves his hand towards the desk and says, Take your earnings and go. I should close up. Yes, sir. I, and I grin and I take the coin purse, the, the pouch, mm-hmm. whatever the money was in. Uh, it, it has 10 gold pieces and 20 silver. Okay. I will note down a small coin purse with 10 gold pieces and 20 silver pieces. Okay, okay wait. Ten gold pieces, twenty silver pieces, right? That's correct. That's correct. And then I give, um, I give one last scritch to Gantry, and I head out of the shop. Okay, uh, you do so, Gantry. Um, kind of flutters at the uh, desk for a moment. Um, he doesn't cling to you, and uh, you're able to exit the shop. See you tomorrow, Gantry. <laughs> okay. Uh, and about what time is it? It's in the evening time, about four o'clock. Okay. 
four to four to four to six, I would say. You're not 100% sure due to the fact that you didn't check the chrono before you left. Okay. So where's my up? Okay, so I head out. Um, probably, actually, most people are still working at this time, right? Uh, generally, yes. Um, there are some individuals who have strange schedules, given that it's a trade district. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, the, the situated um, stores um, would be open currently, normal business. So I'm going to wander outside and let's see. I'm going to just walk for a little bit. I'm not going back to the temple right away, but I don't have a specific destination in mind either. Um, okay. I'm sort of walking north along this road. Okay, so moving five foot in increments, oh. since you're you're going through, um, okay. just kind of sauntering at this point. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to walk north along this road, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, thinking about the dream. Did the uh... I'm here. We go. Um, I am. Assuming that the the autobiography uh, did not have a lot of detail about what kind of what kind of magician, what kind of magic user this guy was, right? It did not. It said a, a purveyor of the arcane arts. Okay. So I'm sort of walking north and sort of thinking about that, and thinking about other dreams that I've had as well. Um, I'm going to assume that this dream feels different somehow than other dreams that I've had even other dreams I've had involving my powers um, but I can't really put my finger on how and as I'm walking I just sort of I just sort of take a look around does it seem like anyone is out of place does it seem like anyone is following me as this weird um, so, thought sort of crosses my mind. So to make a uh, make a perception check because you're looking for something specific, your surrounding areas are you just passed to the right of you a large horse stable um, with hay and dirt on the floor. Um, what appears to be somebody's house, and to the left of you a smoke shack um, where individuals come out at, on warm nights to uh, smoke pipes and tobacco. Um, to the right of you is a... Uh, what appears to be a small warehouse for the tavern directly to the left um, is the tavern um, that you had uh, been told about. Um, with a 24 perception, um, no. It, it seems like this is normal um, early evening, late afternoon fair. Um, nobody's really passing you by, talking to you. There's a couple of individuals. It sounds like talking in a meeting house that you passed farther back um but nobody is following you per se so no sinister shadow-like people who look like me about to eat my face (laughs) no nobody's coming to eat your face as far as you can see (laughs) so after after pausing there for a moment i 
shake my head and say, oh, he was right. He usually is. I need something to take my mind off this. And I sort of turn and head towards the, towards Ish, the uh, tavern over there. Okay. Um, as you do so, and as you speak um, regarding Carlisle, you feel a uh, a scaly appendage curl around your ankle very gently. I freeze and glance down. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you look directly down, and uh, Gantry has poked his head out. Um, from the base of your uh, pant leg, um, where your boot connects to the the pants, um, and uh, he looks up at you with his head tilted, and just Gantry, you startled me. He flaps his wings affectionately against your skin. Alana herself could not jest so well as you. Come, come, out, out of there. Um, and he does. He uh, he flaps. I up sort of hold out my arm, as though I'm expecting that he might perch on it. But I'm also not like, I'm not. If he doesn't, I just sort of you know relax and, and stand normally. Uh, he actually uh, lands on your head. <laughs> okay. And kind of like curls up there, um, like I pulling his wings eyes. up. And I start walking yeah. again. Um, and, uh, but you can feel that he's, um, he's kind of comfortable where he's at, um, given your soft hair. All right. Um, and you continue to walk. And as I walk, I sort of start talking to Gantry. Um, okay. It seems very silly, even to me, but at the same time... My intuition tells me that there's something important about it. And my intuition is rarely wrong. Um, you feel um, the snake tail kind of like rub against the top of your head um, and like a squiggle for a moment. Not hard and not quickly, but just like kind of gently. Mm. Like you would a fingertip on your scalp. Mm. Um, and uh, he doesn't produce any any audio any sound mm. um, but it, it, it seems to be more of a comforting um, comforting measure I wonder what it was about the dream Carlisle had that made him charge off on an adventure hmm. I wonder how he knew which adventure to have I, I assume you're kind of like skipping as you Make your way towards the tavern, saying this kind of thing. <laughs> not, not quite skipping, uh, in part because that seems like a good way to dislodge this poor, unfortunate serpent creature from my head. But <laughs> I'm just sort of, just sort of walking and talking, walking and thinking out loud, just sort of going in circles verbally as I go, not in circles, uh, on foot. Yeah, and uh, doing so, you. Uh, in what seems to be like half a second due to the fact that you're distracting yourself, um, make your way to the large uh, oaken door. 
I give I give Gantry a scritch and I open the door. What do I see inside? Um, as you open the door, um, your eyes uh, somewhat adjust to the warm interior of the Flying Reaver, uh, which is a tavern, um, well known in this section of the trade district for uh, its delicious ales. Um, okay. and not-so-delicious smoked meats. Um, <laughs> in front of you, uh, there are a number of patrons, um, a rather stout-looking gnome, uh, a somewhat dark-looking red-headed woman in the back right corner, um, seated across from uh, another gnome uh, with a uh, very poofy, very gentlemanly mustache, uh, white hair. Um, the table to the left of them has a, uh, cloaked figure, um, with their hood up, uh, weather tattered and, uh, smattered with some amount of mud. Um, and at the bar, uh, behind the bar, there is a, uh, long haired, uh, stout looking gentleman, um, with his arms crossed, just kind of, uh, looking across the room and surveying the customers, and uh, the only customer who is currently ordering and talking to the bartender is a uh, stout, black-haired, uh, long-bearded dwarven fellow. Mm, okay. Um, what What is he saying? Uh, he's uh, He's currently speaking in dwarvish, and you are relatively far away. Um, if I you am wanted to listen in, in dwarvish. You are proficient in dwarvish, but you'd have to be able to hear it. Okay. Go ahead and roll perception. I'm heading check over for to the me, bar please. anyway, but. Um... Okay. Uh, well, let so me see. If, are you getting closer? Let me see <laughs> if I how long it takes me to hear what he's saying. It's a fourteen. Um. So you can hear. Really looking forward to getting my ale today. We've been working real hard. The boys over there, and lady, sorry, um, have to uh, head back here before too long, mm. but we had been hoping to get the um, oh, one of the specials. And, and the bartender nods at the dwarf and says, Well, of course, that's not a problem. Uh, here, take these ales on me. And uh, slides a uh, uh, a large tray uh, full of three ales um, to him. And uh, the dwarf says, Carthus, you're a mint. All right, we'll come back uh, this weekend to uh, throw a party. And... Uh, the individual you know now as Carthus uh, nods and says, well, of course. All right. You take care. And the dwarf uh, scurries off with the drinks to the table. And about this time, I'm probably reaching the bar. Um, and I, uh, I give the barkeep a slightly weary smile. <laughs> Good evening. And he, uh, he says... Well, good evening to you. Rough day? Uh, I don't have any excuse for it, but I suppose it was. Strange that. Uh, I've been there. Not a problem. Well, I'll take an ale. We got a Let's couple see. Of... What, what have I not tried yet? And uh, uh, is there anything that I haven't tried yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, I mean, you've come here a couple of times since. Uh, okay since um you started drinking okay. um your your normal is a uh kind of a red amber ale um called a dwarven red okay. 
Um, there's a, a selection of scotches that you haven't tried yet. Okay. Um, there's a very, very fancy oven wine that nobody has purchased yet um, because it's kind of highbrow for this kind of establishment. It's like the big display bottle that nobody ever gets at a bar. Okay. Um, Probably pretty yeah. expensive, right? Um, you haven't asked, so you don't know. Everybody just assumes that it's expensive because it hasn't been touched. Okay. Um, so uh, those are the three things that really, um, you know, perk out to you. Other than that, there's the normal whiskeys, um, house wine, and uh, selection of ales and stouts. Okay. I look over at the, the bottle of the untouched bottle, and I ask the barkeep, I suppose I'll be disappointed, but did that bottle have a story? A story? It's a bottle of wine. <laughs> How much? How much of a story does a bottle of wine have? <laughs> no, uh, silly. How much for the bottle? Oh, well, <laughs> well, why didn't you say so? It's uh, it's uh, two gold for the bottle. And you can see that this bottle is a large bottle. It's probably like six liters of, of, of you assume, fine wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm probably not going to, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to drink all that myself. Um, <laughs> I grin and say, uh, I'll have to work up to it, I'm afraid. Let me try. Oh, well, we got. Let me try your scotch. Suppose I'm in well, the mood got... for a bit of an adventure. <laughs> oh, we've got more than enough stuff here to get you there. Uh, you want scotch? Yeah. Uh, and he pops up three bottles. One is a darker looking scotch, and it has a barrel on the front of it, like the, the label, um, that's cracked down the center and is leaking golden liquid. Um, there's a small square bottle uh, that he picks up. Um, it looks kind of like one of those sampling bottles. Um, but it has a drunken gnome on the front of it with a green hat on a stool. Um, and then there's a third bottle um, that just has a cherry on it. I look at the bottle with the cherry. Cherry-flavored liquor? It says it's still scotch. Um, I believe that's actually uh, aged in cherry wood. How much for a glass? Oh, you want a full glass or do you want a measure? <laughs> I feel like my character would know more about this than I would. Can I roll some kind of knowledge check to see if she knows what a, a measure versus a glass is? No, so so you she would already know this. Um <laughs> A, a glass of alcohol is literally asking for, like, a full glass. It's, like, a double-double. So, like, four shots of alcohol. Um, a measure um, is, like, your normal double shot of uh, alcohol with some ice in it okay. um, that you can sip on. It comes in, like, a small glass. Um, this is the more preferred uh, method okay. of drinking the scotch. Yeah. <laughs> then she laughs and says, ah. What am I saying? Haven't had a sip yet, and already I've lost my words. Yes, make it a measure. Of course. That'll be, uh, two silver. I 
plunk down a couple of silver and then uh, yeah I, I plunk down a couple of silver and smile okay he uncorks the bottle with a thunk. um it's very very satisfying um and uh he waves his hand over a small glass and a chunk of ice um starts to coalesce into the shape of a uh cherry um at the bottom of the glass um the liquor is poured over it smoothly um you can hear the tink 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 of warm liquid hitting cold ice um and he slides it over to you takes the silver and says well if you be in need of more uh you know where to find me and uh he kind of heads back to his chair um behind the bar and kind of sits crossing his arms again I smile warmly and nod. And then I take another look at the glass. Did he just, uh, that sounded a little magical to me. Was that a little magical? It looked magical. Uh, you want to roll an Arcana check? Sure. Are you proficient in Arcana? I don't think I am. Let me double check. Hold on, hold on. No, I'm not. That's fine anyway. You can still make a guess. You just won't be able to be as skilled necessarily. <laughs> 18! Um, yeah. Okay, so with an 18... Um, it looks like some of the things Carlisle has done with ice before. It sounds like some of the things Carlisle has done before. Um, but you're not a hundred percent sure. Cause you didn't think this bartender was really the magic using type. Interesting. So I take a, I take a couple, uh, I take a few sips of the glass and okay. sit there for, I, I just sit at the bar by the way. I'm, ass- okay, well, I'm, no I'm assuming there are seats at the bar. Are there seats at the bar? There are no seats I at the bar. I do not this is a sit at the bar. bar. I... You sit on the floor in front of the bar. Got it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Imagination <laughs> failure. Okay. Um, but no, seriously, I sit. Uh, let's see. Where do I sit? I sit. Uh, I'll just grab a seat at this table closest to the... I... Okay, despite the way it looks, I am not sitting on it's the fine. table. I am sitting at the table. Your, your legs are tucked under the table on the stool. Um, you are facing <laughs> towards your glass. Equidistant um, between the two. St- no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, alignment in roll 20 is sometimes a pain in the butt. Yeah. And I apologize. So, okay. um, so I, I take how, a few uh, steps yep. of my... Actually, no, I take it back. I'm going to sit on this side. on the sort of, So I'm sort of facing the bartender. And okay. I take a he few, stares at you. I take a few sips of the uh, of the drink. Just sit and relax for a few minutes. By the way, I'm assuming uh, Gantry is still is still with me, or did he sort of fly off when I came in? Uh, he has now situated himself around your ankle again, and okay. you can feel him kind of masticating um, or chewing Jeez. on what appears to be a piece of dried meat uh, that he picked oh. up off of somebody's scraps. Interesting. Okay. Um, so is he kind of hiding himself? Does it seem like he's hiding himself? Or is he just kind of hanging out? He seems to be blending in with your pant leg. Got it. Okay. So it's not totally obvious that I have this magical creature with me. Got it. So I'm uh, yeah. I'm going to take a few sips, relax for maybe five minutes. Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm not watching the bartender, but I am sort of glancing over there occasionally, uh, seeing if he does anything that's obviously 
uh, magical. I have a lot of interest in any magical people that I find that I run into. So um, I'm, I'm sort of curious. I'm sort of deciding whether to strike up a conversation with him and go, Hey, you seem magical. That's awesome. That kind of thing. Of course. Um, go ahead and make a, uh, investigation check just to see if you can watch his hands. Okay. Yeah. Because you're investigating his magical nature, right? Um, that's a 10. Okay. Well, with a 10, um, you can see that currently he's not really making any movements. His arms are crossed. Um, and he's staring directly at you with kind of a thin grin, um, with an eyebrow raised. Um, he kicks his chair back actually and puts his uh, his boot up on like the ledge below the bar, um, and stares at you, um, just kind of watching to see if you're going to continue staring back at him. I'm he not kind of thinks you're flirting. I'm, I'm. He he kind of thinks you're flirting at this point. Oh crud! <laughs> okay, I'm not staring at him, so I'm I'm okay. going to. I sort of look over there for a bit, and you know, if he's when he's looking at me, I kind of. I kind of give him a grin, and and then I kind of look over at the other people around me, and maybe okay. eavesdrop a little. He listen to what they're saying. Sure. Um, are you actively listening to other people's stuff, or just kind of generally listening? I mean, I guess uh, I'm not sure how to distinguish. Um, I'm not focused on any one particular person, but maybe I listen okay. in a bit on each of the conversations nearby to see if I hear anything interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, the guy directly behind you, the gnome who's drinking by himself, is just kind of grumbling with a, how always have to do this. <laughs> ah, fucking. Her. And, uh, the, uh, the dwarf at the table to the rear, um, to, uh, to the rear and to the right of you. Um, he's, uh, He's talking animatedly with uh, the other two are just listening and nodding bleary-eyed. It appears that they've uh, been worked very hard and probably are, you know, going back into another very long work section. Okay. Um, the hooded figure in the corner has not moved or uh, made any sound, but uh, seems to be like playing with a plate of food um, and hunched over. Okay. So no one is, seems particularly interesting in the crowd. I'm going to... Uh, how is the scotch, by the way? Okay. Um, how much of it did you drink? Um, a few sips. Are you talking about sips like... Are we talking about like tasting sips? Like tasting sips, probably. Okay. Um, so you get a good uh, feel for... Uh, this scotch it's very clean um it burns as it goes down um, but as it clarifies and the alcohol kind of vaporizes on your tongue um there's a very interesting vanilla um mixed with apricot um flavor to it um it's not sweet in the way that you're used to with wine um it's sweet in a very, very, very faint essence type of way. Um, and it, it's it's very interesting to you that there is such a small nuance um, to this alcohol. Um, you kind of like it. 
I take a few more sips. Okay. Um, the the taste changes slightly um, as you take more sips. Um, it's now more of a uh, caramel and uh, sweet tobacco. Hmm. Uh, I look at the ice. Is it melting? Uh, it is not. Okay, so I stand up from my table, and I sort of, uh, I sort of meander over to the bar. Uh, no, no, actually, I take that back. So I'm going to stand up, and then I'm going to sit down. Darn it! I'm, I'm going to sit in one of these chairs on this side. Turn it to sort of face the bartender. I'm assuming it seems like this table is close enough to the bar that I wouldn't be shouting over. No, it's at ten. Him. It's, it's like. 10 feet away like you're it's relatively oh. quiet in here um although the the noise is picking up as the 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 time passes okay um so you're you're able to have a comfortable conversation with the okay. bartender so i'm going to turn one of the chairs on the near side of the table to face him and i'm going okay. to say nice trick with the ice and he says if i order a different drink do i get a gnome um, or a and uh, he, what was the thing on the other bottle? Shoot, I've already forgotten. Uh, it was a it was a cracked um, a cracked barrel um, with golden liquid pouring forth. Oh, okay. If I order a different drink, do I get a gnome, a barrel? Uh, he and says, I, "I don't know what you're talking about, little lady." <laughs> I, I laugh a little more, probably a little more heartily than usual, and I'm totally convinced now that this guy is doing this. I It does okay. not even remotely occur to me that it could be anything to do with me or anything to do with my powers responsible for this. Right. So I sort of give him a knowing, a, a knowing grin and go, sure. And then I, uh, I stand up. And let's see who else is in here. Um, who who was the guy who sat down and uh, uh, not sat down? Who was the guy who was talking with the barkeep when I came in? The dwarf in the top right corner of the bar. Um, uh, as you do so, uh, the bartender says, "Right," <laughs> and I sort of I sort of giggle totally convinced that he's having me on actually wait can i can i like can i tell whether he's having me on can i tell whether he's you know playing dumb or whether he legitimately has no idea with what i'm talking about you can certainly try roll an inside check okay <laughs> another natural 20 that's crazy um you think probably it was him. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Due to um, the fact that you're relatively used to reading people, um, him acting like you were flirting with him was probably an act that he put on because he's a bartender and wants to sell more liquor. And also, uh, showmanship and flair is an integral part of attracting customers to the tavern. Um, okay. And so you think probably... 
this is something that he does for people who have the possibility of paying more gold. Interesting. <laughs> the baristas of the the magical world. Yeah, exactly. He's wearing the low cut shirt. <laughs> okay. Um, so I sort of, um, I sort of, well, actually, the, the dwarf, these, these guys in the upper right are all kind of a group, right? Oh, that's correct. Okay. And they're all chatting with each other and stuff. So it would be a little weird if I went over and sat down and introduced myself. Hey, it looks like you could use a drinking buddy. Um, I mean, you're more than willing, you know, more than welcome to try. Um, the two others besides the dwarf are tired looking. They look ragged. Um, the dwarf himself is hardy, um, but is also trying to compensate probably for the workload and strain that he's under mm-hmm. and put and, and make a good example uh, for the, his two uh, subordinates. Okay. think i'm probably going to i uh, no i'm i'm not going to uh try and introduce myself to them or anything um i am going to sort of nurse my scotch for a bit um okay. it continues to change flavors as you drink it interesting but how many flavors does it go through uh how many sips do you take um uh, probably i i probably have drained maybe half the glass at this point after about like 10 minutes something okay first i need you to make a constitution saving throw please due to the fact that this is extremely strong scotch okay (laughs) that's a natural 20 so that is three natural 20s in the past 30 minutes. <laughs> That's only if you count the ones that weren't on the uh, the contingent Persuasion. Guide. Yeah. Persuasion, insight, and constitution. Yeah. You've had three natural 20s. I also in the past had a natural minutes. 20 on the contingent die for perception, but it didn't matter because it did not I matter. didn't have advantage. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, I'm holding you're that good. liquor. Boy, am I holding that liquor. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um <laughs> As you sip, it takes about four sips, and every single sip, it goes from uh, the next one is candied apple, um, and it feels kind of warm, and you're like, what? And then there's the next sip, which tastes like the smoothest dark chocolate you've ever had in your entire life, and then the next set, uh, sip tastes like honeyed wine, and then it burns like hell, and you're like, <coughs> and then the last sip tastes like the coolest glass of water you've ever drunk from and has no burn whatsoever interesting very interesting i've drunk at this place before oh you have yeah this is uh not it's not a frequent haunt for you because a lot of the time you have responsibilities at the temple that you have to attend to Um, but given that you closed up shop early you have time have i seen this bartender here before um, he's one of three that is uh, normally rotated through. Okay. Yeah, um, and you've I never talked to him at length. Anything like like this? 
Um, you don't. You normally stick to your normal ale and wine. You don't really go for the flashy things that often. Do the fact that you're not very affluent as well. Right. Um, so this is kind of a splurge night for yeah, you. It's payday. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I... So I, I sit with my thoughts for a while longer. Uh, scritch, gantry, finish the glass. Um, and... Uh, you finish the glass? Yeah. Is the ice still iced? Um, so first make another constitution saving throw because you're, drown- <laughs> you're down in oh, the rest of your Oh, come on. With drink. a natural 20 for the first one? Now I'm going to get you, like That a was one. for the first half of the alcohol. Eh. Okay. Uh, with a with so 12, you're buzzing a little bit, okay. but you're fine. So it's starting to wear out yeah. Yeah, this is extremely strong alcohol. Um, so um, you feel a little warm, a little buzzy. Okay. Um, you look down, and the cherry, the cherries that were ice are now just cherries. What? <laughs> yeah. I look at that, and I, I just, I giggle. But and you know, I'm, I'm a little bit buzzed, uh, and I'm, I'm, kind of kind of amused anyway kind of would be amused naturally and a little bit buzzed so i look at that and i just giggle <laughs> and i um, take out one of sorry uh, you you think that this was probably frozen cherries um that were magically frozen um and that the spell freezing those cherries um has um stopped being um Funded with the magical energy required to keep them frozen. Okay. Um, when you reach the bottom of the glass, okay. I take. And a... you actually look over, and he's kind of smirking at you. <laughs> I giggle again when I catch that he's smirking. I take out one of the cherries. Uh, are there like how many? Is it like two? There's. It's two. It's okay. a bunch of cherries. Yeah. So it's um, uh, it's um, two cherries, two ripened cherries with a green stem going between them like a wishbone. Okay. I take out the I take out the cherries and sort of make a, I sort of make a show of inspecting them carefully. Um, okay. Glance over at the guy again. Give him like a "You're not putting this past me, pal." Look, a little bit flirtatious, maybe. Um, uh, and then I eat one. Does it taste normal? Does it taste like a normal cherry? Make a performance check. <laughs> cherry i'm no, not eating flirtatious. it in a sexualized way <laughs> no no that's what i'm, I'm saying is we're gonna on. decide no we're gonna see though how <laughs> if you're able to pull that off or if you look go- a little goofy when you do it uh, 17 yeah it's it's just the right amount of flirt um <laughs> yeah so the, the cherries taste like the ripest most delicious cherries you've ever had which isn't saying much because you generally don't eat a lot of cherries okay but yeah, it's super good. So yeah, so I leave the stem in the glass, mm-hmm. and I uh, get up, sort of preparing myself to head back to the temple. Okay, um, I need you to make a perception check. Okay. Darn it! Oh wait, actually, let me think about something for a moment. Um. So. Let's see. You gonna try and use Tides of Chaos? 
That's what I'm thinking about. Uh, tides Can't of use ca- Tides of Chaos retroactively. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, okay. I miss. Okay. Yeah, never mind that then. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. No, um, no, it's fine. But, uh, yeah. I was, I was you, sort you of don't misremembering notice... the feature until I pulled it up. Yeah, uh, no, I, I 100% understand. Um, before you move, oh. uh, you feel something cold at the small of your back. Uh-oh. Um, okay. I freeze. And as you freeze. Metaphorically um, freeze. Not not literally freeze. I assume it's not that cold. Um, and there's a whisper in your ear. Uh, you can feel gantry kind of tightening around your ankle in a warning mm-hmm. manner, but doesn't make any sound. And uh, you hear no sudden movements. I need to talk to you. It's regarding your temple and something the sisters there don't know. Nod your head if you agree. Um, do I, uh, do I, well, I guess I'm, okay, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm facing away from this person, so I wouldn't know who it is, I would just know it's a female voice. You don't voice. know. You just know it's a female okay. voice. Um, taller or shorter than me? You don't know. Okay. Um... The only contact that you feel right now is the uh, the, the whatever cold it is of back. metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pause for a long moment, considering, and then my curiosity gets the better of me, and I nod once, very slightly. Sit. <sighs> I take a deep breath and sit back down as though I, uh, as though I have sort of thought better of leaving. Well, I have a little more time. I don't have to rush back. Should, um, uh, it's at this point. Should enjoy I'm my sorry. day off. Uh, yeah, nobody else has noticed any of what's occurring right now. And uh, the individual, you feel the pressure of the the metal across your your back disappear for a moment as the figure slides into the uh, seat directly across from you. Mm -hmm. Um, Two glasses of hard liquor appearing in front of you, um, almost as if by magic, but you didn't feel any like arcane influence like you did with the cherries. Um, The hooded figure, um, you can see about half of her face. That's where the shadow cuts off. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, uh, very full red feminine lips and a um, soft pointed chin um, though drawn somehow uh, like there's a very small amount of body fat on her face mm. um, and uh, she says glad we understand each other now I've been told you're not an actual practitioner of the holy arts is this true I arch an eyebrow at her. I My look isn't quite cold, but it's a little bit hard, a little bit steely. I arch an eyebrow okay. at her and I say, Well, I won't play games with you. I suppose there are many holy arts. 
but I'm not a practitioner of clerical magic. Um, and I sit and, and I, I sort of pick up the glass, but I don't actually drink from the glass. I'm just sort of holding it there like I'm thinking about whether to drink from it. Um, you can see that the, the same action is being taken by the figure in front of you. And, and by the um, way, so how much of her face did you say I could see? You can see the her lips um, down. Okay. Um, does her face so look... S- how similar does her face look to mine? Not at all. Okay, good. It's it's similar in the fact that you're two We're both attractive female, female okay, figures. Yeah. yeah, But it's not like... like that, that, I would not be concerned at this point that this person is going to whip off the cloak and look exactly like me and eat my head. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> um, no. Okay, good. No, you do not. You do not think that that is a probable situation given that they put a, probably a knife to your back and didn't kill you immediately. Okay. Um, you get this cold feeling um, as well. Um, of s- this, this person moves very smoothly. Um, in an almost shocking way like a cat Um, Mm. and uh, the voice comes out again well of course you don't practice the holy arts this is good I have a secret and I need you to keep it that way do you understand I understand, I say. Good. Under the temple that you call home is a system of tunnels leading to an old thieves' guild hideout. Now, ordinarily, this would have been cleaned out after it was abandoned and sealed permanently. However, this particular section was kept unsealed due to the contents of the area and the protection from the temple above. I need to commission you to go into this system and retrieve the item, then deliver it to a contact I have in a small town called Greenstone. This must be done tonight, and it is vitally important. The contents of the area, I say, cutting her off in sort of a pointed way. Um, She clears her throat for a moment and goes, The contents of the area... And just kind of like looks at you and you can once again feel this chill. Um, her voice is flat and does not seem to be get, like taking any deviation from what she's saying. As I was saying, it needs to be done tonight and is vitally important for the safety of all. Your sisters included. If you complete this task, I'll be in touch. And may be able to point you in the direction of someone who can tell you more about your abilities. And uh, that definitely sends a shock down your spine as you hear that. I narrow my eyes. At this point, the expression on my face is openly mistrustful. Okay. You're telling Um, me that I need to... You're telling me it's essential to the safety of my temple that some thing be removed and delivered. 
But you're not going to tell me what it is. Well, you'll find out when you get there. I have faith that you have the ability to deal with anything in your path. And honestly, even if you can't, we'll just send somebody else after. You're conveniently placed at this temple. You have access to the spaces at night, and people are used to watching you. Chance helps those who help themselves. You sure you don't want to arm me with any useful information? If you're sending me in, if you're sending me on this errand? Um, and she... Seems prudent if you do want it done. She kind of wraps her fingers on the table in an annoyed manner. Says, what specifically are you looking for? It's a thieves guild hideout. Beyond, beyond your watch for traps and anything that may have, well, fested. Why is the temple in danger? What kind of danger a, is it in? You have a thieves' guild hideout that was abandoned directly underneath it. Well, I'm and assuming it out. wasn't built today. Why is it so important that this be out tonight? Well, if it doesn't happen, I can't guarantee the safety of your church. From? She doesn't say anything. I couldn't quite hear that over the background audio. Uh, she doesn't say anything. I sit there sort of meeting her gaze for a while, probably an uncomfortable, not, not minutes and minutes, but several seconds, long enough to be uncomfortable. She doesn't move. She looks completely at ease with this kind of situation. Can you offer me some proof that what you say is true? She turns her head to the cor to the uh, side for a moment, um, her face obscured by her hood, and then she reaches into uh, what seems to be um, a black set of leather armor, um, producing a rather old piece of parchment um, with a script on it that says in Elvish um, we are hiring you to contain this danger beneath your temple ensure that the temp that the uh, hideout is sealed properly in between passage and then um it's signed in a strange chicken scratch-esque hand. Um, and there's uh, the symbol of Alana uh, below it um, with what looks to be an older sister, um, one that you've never seen before, but one that uh, assume, assumably uh, resided there a long time ago. 
Hmm. I reach out to take the paper. Does she give it to me? She doesn't make any movement to stop you. Okay. I reach out to take the picture, uh, the take the paper, and I look very closely at the holy symbol. Does it seem genuine? Uh, go ahead and make a uh, investigation check, please. Oh man, not religion. Nope. Um, I think so, my dice yes. are frozen. That's weird. It's four. It's uh, you have a fourteen. Um, it looks very genuine to you. Okay. Um, you know, um, based on like pamphlets and stuff that you've passed out, um, what kind of like ink they use. Um, the embossing um, okay. and the uh, specific pigment of the red yeah. uh, where the center gem usually is in the symbol um, are all consistent with what you've seen before. Okay. My expression softens a little bit. Not a lot, but I'm at least no longer looking actively hostile. And I fold the paper and put it away in my clothes. Uh, um, she And I say to her, oh, sorry, does she stop me or say something about that? Uh, no, no, she was just going to lean forward. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I put it away in my clothes and then I say... Give me the name. The name of? The person who's supposed to be taking delivery of this incredibly dangerous item that must be out tonight. Hmm. And she kind of leans back again. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you're, no matter where the cloak falls or seems to fall... Um, there's no less shadow, like depending on how mm. the light hits it. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of unnerving mm. in a way. By the way, um, mage hands are, are visible, right? Yes. Okay. You saw the mage hand earlier when, uh, when the cat's paw was, uh, yeah, yeah. materialized. Um, and she says, contemplating pulling gonna... that hood back with with a spell but eh, it might not you end can, so well can, for me you can certainly try um, <laughs> no i don't i don't try she she speaks again and says well you'll be looking for the blacksmith redis he's a drow elf and the only one in that city okay the audio cut out a while well, the audio was a little low looking for the blacksmith Something he's the Redis Narn. Uh, he's the only drow elf. Nar Redis Narn. Okay. Yeah. He's the only -E -E drow elf. He's a drow elf and the only one in that city. Yeah, he's a blacksmith. <clears throat> and the city is Greenstone. 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 <laughs> That's far more than a day's journey. That's not my problem, is it? I give her a look. 
You certainly, no, she meets your gaze easily. You certainly don't seem very motivated for someone who's hiring some random acolyte to make this happen. You get the sense that um, this person is doing a job. She has no personal attachment to mm -hmm. uh, whatever the job is. It just matters that she gets paid. Um, somebody likely has hired the, the Thieves Guild to uh, cause this um, information to come into your hands specifically. Okay, interesting. I sort of huff and sit back in my seat. And I don't, uh, I don't say anything further. She downs her drink in one. Um, and then stands slowly and says, Well, good luck to you. Perhaps we'll meet again someday, but I doubt it. And, uh... I roll my eyes. Yeah, almost, in, almost immediately, she seems to shimmer and disappear. Okay. Does anyone around seem to react? Like, does it look like anyone around noticed? You look around the bar, and nobody has reacted to anything that just happened. Okay. That's sort of what I figured, but... I look at the drink on the table. I leave it untouched, <laughs> and I stand up. Okay. And, uh... I... I, uh... I'm assuming that Gantry is still on my leg. Uh, he's squeezed tight around your okay. leg right now, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm not going to give any indication that he's there. I'm going to uh, sort of make my way out of the bar. I've sort of forgotten about the bartender at this point. So I, I really just get up and walk out sort of. Yeah, he, he calls after you. Oh, he calls after yeah, me? Yeah. Oh no no! He as you walk out the door, you're pretty much already out the door. And he says, "Well, all right, I'll see. I'll see you around." Uh. <laughs> I I sort of pause and think to myself, "Oh right, that guy. Yeah, I should, I should look into that guy at some point." And then I I, I sort of give him a distracted smile, um, and then I I walk out. All right. And when I'm outside, I. No one, I'm assuming I don't see anyone who looks like the cloaked figure or anyone who looks like they're uh, following me still. No, you look around and you see um, around each gate um, that provides access to other parts of the city, there are the uh, the guard, okay. the town watch. Okay. Um, the city watch, sorry. Um, and that's it. You don't see anyone else going from place to place. There's some smoke coming from the... Uh, the smoke shack um, that you saw earlier, but that's not really indicative of, yeah. of someone being there. It might just be old tobacco. Yeah. So, uh, so once I'm out, I uh, pretty much as soon as I'm out, I look down at my leg and say, well, what do you think of all that? Um, and Cantry slowly uncurls. I take out the paper again. Hmm? He, he slowly uncurls and uh, kind of, like, does one of those snake kisses mm. on your nose. Oh. He hovers up and goes, blip, blip, blip. <laughs> um, and then uh, 
kind of nuzzles into your ear and shapeshifts into a, a small um, uh, ferret-looking creature, um, but thinner, um, and kind of like noodles um, over your neck like a mink scarf and just kind of hangs there for a minute, his little, his little feet like scratching on you. Um, and it's at this point uh, that we're going to take a quick five-minute break. Okay. 